the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. It it's fun to watch the mind of a thief, isn't it? Biden to use Higher Education Act to circumvent Supreme Court student debt ruling. Immediately upon any ruling they don't like, they work tirelessly to undermine law. That's how you know they're Democrats. And they want to pack the court, and they want to cheat, and they want to lie, and they want to steal, because they have to pay off their base to tolerate their corruption. This is all this is. But I like when even they admit when they can't do certain fascistic things. Here's the thing. People think that the president of the United States, is this more on the subject than you ever want to know? Will you let me know? People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That would So how else are we going to buy the votes, Nancy? Hey, dimwit. Another, another dementia patient who can't move her face. Hey, dummy, how else are we going to buy the votes? Oh, I know. Hey, guys. It's your girl, Shalana, back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to discuss the free cash this week. And I'm talking about $3,000 in financial assistance for families. We have guaranteed income programs, $1,500 for grocery assistance. I See, this is all going on, but it's not fast enough to negate the effects of having this crook this asset of the Chinese Communist Party, this traitor to Americanism, pretend to be president. So he's losing the court battles because it turns out socialism and government supremacy is unconstitutional. Now, unlike Joe Biden, I know the difference between the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Democrats are not phased by his dementia. They're not phased by his stupidity because they want some of that free cheese. Some of your former Senate colleagues on the Judiciary Committee would go as far as to say that it's anti-democratic. Do you agree with that? Well, you know, if I say it's anti-democratic, then it gets <laughs> you get a lot of trouble. trouble. <laughs> no, 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 but, but it, it is. Its, it's value system is different, and, and its, its respect for institutions is different. And in that sense, it is uh, it is not as embracing of of all. What I think the, the Constitution says, we hold these truths to be self All men and women are created equal, endowed by their creator. Squirrel, just to keep record, the Constitution doesn't say any of that. He's talking about the Declaration of Independence. But it doesn't matter when you're giving out free cheese to make people feel like they're entitled to it. 
And this leads us to this lie of higher education, which isn't really much higher when you take a look at the product it's producing. We begin with breaking news. The Supreme Court has made its decision on two key rulings. First, the student loan relief plan, and also whether a state law violates the First Amendment rights of a wedding website designer who, who didn't... Yeah, they lost both those cases. Turns out you, you, you are in control of yourself. You are in control of your work product. And we do not have to pay for the sloths that don't want to pay for their own education. That's the beauty of it. But it will not stop the Fourth Reich. I believe the court's decision to strike down my student debt relief program as a mistake was wrong. Now, the way that he got in this office, the way people pretended he was uh, qualified or he didn't have dementia or he wasn't a crook, is Barack Obama and his entire administration of Marxists. So what they do is they paint this picture of utopia where every sloth, every bust out, get something for nothing it's uh, often described as false hope or just a lie but they don't like to be called on it mr president why did you give millions of borrowers false hope you've dated doubted your own authority here in the past i didn't give any false hope the question was whether or not i would do even more than was requested what i did i thought was appropriate and was able to be done and would get done in america in the year 2023 presidents have never had this power since the founding of the country. Presidents don't get to delegate which American citizens get something for nothing and which don't. At least they were never intended to. But there's a funny little trick here. All you have to do is put people in the way and you can perpetrate a financial scheme, which is all this debt relief bulldung is. You see, the entire student loan operations were backdoor nationalized by Barack Obama. The students cannot pay the money back because the economy sucks. I know the Dow Jones went up, but that's because we're printing up more money from manhands Janet Yellen. In the meantime, they have a big problem. You see, they've got $1.7 trillion on the books, and they don't know how they're going to get paid. So now they're getting a little nervous. But I want to remind you what Barack, who likes big butts, and he cannot lie, what he said when he unconstitutionally usurped an entire financial industry of student loans. Our economy can't afford the trillion dollars in outstanding student loan debt, much of which may not get repaid because students don't have the capacity to pay it. We can't price the middle class and everybody working to get into the middle class out of a college education. We're going to have to do things differently. We can't see and they need people to feel that a college education gives you success when the fact of the matter is it does not. It's another phony resume builder. You have to perform. The only place a college education gives you something for nothing is in government employment. See, that's how these moron teachers who can't say the word ask in Chicago public schools. They get paid 150, 160,000 plus the pensions because they have these phony certificates. But the product that they produce are kids that cannot read. That's the other problem. 5% of CPS students can read the grade level. Math, forget about it. They can't do anything. And they're taught by morons, all of whom who have these degrees. And they need to hide the fraud. And they need to pay themselves back. Now let's go to Congresswoman Kaka, just because she's my favorite dummy. The extreme Supreme Court just released a terrible decision striking down President Biden's executive order to cancel student debt for 43 million people across this country. Which debt of the hardworking American did the government try to alleviate from your pocket? Congresswoman Jayapal, also known as Kakai, she thinks that these kids who go to college, they're better than you that don't go to college. You see, 
I went to college for a very short time. I decided it was a waste of my time, and it's the best decision I ever made. And I still like when you get to hire these slip-and-fall moron lawyers who don't know Jack, and I have to correct them. You see, this college education that they tout means nothing. And to keep people complacent, they try to make it free. That's why I was just listening to Nikki Whaley. You want free college? Go to jail. Chicago's got a program for the convicts. Go ahead. Who are being crushed by that student debt. A total of $1.7 trillion in student debt that is out there right now in this country. But Congresswoman Kakai, when Barack Obama backdoor nationalized it, it was only $600 billion. How did it more than triple? How did that happen, Congresswoman Kakai? Oh, I see. Because you lowered the standards of people to go to college. And then your friends owned the for-profit colleges. And you massively jacked up the tuition. And the kids didn't care because they signed on the dotted line with no disclosure. And you bury them in debt and you enrich your friends. And then when the government needs money back, you pretend to be magnanimous like a Marxist always does. The reality is that 90% of those uh, of that student debt cancellation would have gone to people earning less than $75,000. Now, I understand in the Las Vegas for nerds called Washington, D.C., that's what you people spend on lunch and blow, right? Drug addicts and drunks and scum that you are. But there is no reason... You can't pay for debt you've obligated yourself to. None. But we are living in an America where that doesn't mean anything. You know what would be even better than all of this nonsense? Bring back debtor's prison. Where if you say you're going to pay something back and you don't, you go to jail. Because we're, I'm, th- I'm getting awful tired of rewarding not just mediocrity, but failures and frauds. You know, Democrats. These are folks for whom this ability to cancel student debt allows them to get out from under the burden, be able to buy a house, be able to start a small business. Well, what, whoa, 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 Congresswoman Kakai, why are you trying to limit the people who do this without the government's help? You know, the people who earn money? See, you've got one side of the government that wants to take away the money of people who earn it, and that those are the same people that want to give it to people who do nothing. In fact, they tell you, I'm not going to pay the loan back. Okay, and that's how you know you're being used as a pawn, because who makes money on the taking and who makes money on the giving is the government. The problem is people have been so poorly educated, they can't figure it out. See, the government supremacist is the one that's got you coming and going. Be able to participate fully in our economy. And so many of the people affected are black, brown, indigenous and poor folks. This is a terrible decision from this extreme mega Republican Supreme Court. We will fight back. We will ensure that there uh, is a continued attempt to cancel student debt for people across this country. So you're going to circumvent the law, right? And I said, look at me when I'm talking to you. Why is your one left giant eye always looking north? Hey, dummy, look at me when I talk to you. In the meantime, let's celebrate a person of color, an American of character, somebody by the name of Thomas Sowell, who has twice the character of the entire government times two. There are enough food, enough security, uh, access to education. Unless these things were available to all children, then equality of opportunity was merely a mockery. By the way, Squirrel, this is uh, 1979 when the Marxists were preaching the same dung that they're doing 40 years later. It's the same dung that they did 100 years prior in what uh, used to be called Russia, then the Soviet Union, now Russia again. 
That's why equality of results became an issue, and it became an issue for black people in the United States, and they expressed their concern, no, whatever they the opinion You expressed polls. it, damn it, look. <laughs> the, 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 no, they did not. They did not. They expressed that. Black people have never supported, for example, affirmative action quotas, anything of that sort, wherever polls have been taken of black opinion on such matters of should people be paid equally or should there be this or that, black people have never taken a position that you describe. So it is not a question of what black people chose to do. It's what you, you choose to put in the mouths of black people. It's what you choose to, to project. It is not what any black people have ever said anywhere that you can put your it's finger on. It's what you on. choose to put into the mouth of the pollsters as far as I can see. I put the, the leadership the of the wrong. black community. Like most people, I have never seen a pollster. See, they crumble when they're asked some simple questions. They crumble because they have nothing to really discuss. What they have is a sales pitch. That's all they have. Uh, I've often said uh, there, there are three questions that I think would destroy most of the arguments on the left. And the first is, uh, compared to what? The second is, at what cost? And the third is, what hard evidence do you have? Now, there are very few ideas on the left that can pass all three of those kinds of things. Can conservative ideas pass those? Yes, I think so, because they, they, they don't assume that there, that there is a solution out there. You, there are no solutions. There are only trade-offs. And whatever you do to deal with one of man's flaws, it creates another problem. But that you try to get the best trade-off you can get, and that's all you can hope for. That's an American to be proud of. That's a man of character, a man of principle, a man who understood Americanism, and a man who rejected government supremacy. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now, what's interesting is to see the Marxist mafia to watch their reaction, to look at their diabolical minds as they try to circumvent law, as they try to pay off their constituents. You see, that's what college is. They're cohorts to corruption. And I was thinking about this as I heard a clip from uh, the morning show. And this is from Berkeley. And uh, what the hell is this guy's name? Chemensky Irwin. What a nerd. What I mean by unstated affirmative action is... What if the college or university doesn't tell anybody, doesn't make any public statements, but still wants to? I'll give you an example from our law school, but if ever I'm deposed, I'm going to deny I said this to you. Um, Which means he's admitting to a crime. And the nice thing about this is now there's recourse. See, because now these trading firms, these hedge funds who pretend to be colleges and all their multi-billion dollar endowments, now they're going to be liable. When we do faculty hiring, we're quite conscious that diversity is important to us. And we say diversity is important. It's fine to say that. But I'm very careful when we have a faculty appointments committee meeting. Anytime somebody says, you know, we should really prefer this candidate or this candidate because this person would add diversity. Don't say that. You can think it. You can vote it. But our discussions are not privileged. So don't ever articulate that that's what you're doing. Well, that is that a conspiracy or is that just a agreement to perpetrate a law-breaking ideology of backdoor affirmative action? The good news is Berkeley is now liable. So have your kids apply to Berkeley, and if they get rejected, sue them. Apply for a teaching position. If you get rejected, sue them. 
And in the meantime, let's look into some of the money. Because I remembered, what is it called? UPenn, which was a money laundering scheme for the asset of the Chinese Communist Party pretending to be president, the election thief with the wet socks. Still can't figure out why. I was teaching at the University of Pennsylvania, and I had a significant budget to hire a lot of people from the Biden democracy out there, from Tony Blinken and others who came along. Forensic audit of every fracking school that acted as a money laundering scheme for the Chinese Communist Party and oligarchs to bribe so-called politicians rather than what they really are, traitors. But I like to see some of the open Marxists, like the New York Congress idiot Jamal Bauman, who makes AOC look smart. The Supreme Court is obviously not here to work for the American people. The Supreme Court is not here to serve our... Oh, God. Hey, 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 moron. The Supreme Court doesn't work for the American people. The Supreme Court adjudicates actions and laws. It, in essence, is the watcher of you. See, because the founders knew that the people were kind of stupid, and they would elect stupid, greedy representatives that would pass laws that broke the rules and the principles of this country. So they had broken up the branches of government. The Supreme Court doesn't work for the people. You do. And how did you get in that $6,000 suit? Because you sound like a bust out to me. Democracy or our Constitution. The Supreme Court is here to serve oligarchs. They're here to serve billionaires. They're here to serve large corporations. They're here to serve white supremacy and white patriarchy and nativism. Their decision to strike down Joe Biden's student debt cancellation policy is strictly political. And it does exactly what we have all seen them doing over the last several months. They want to take away our civil rights. They want to take away our voting rights. human rights, women's rights. They want to make our country more dangerous by expanding concealed carry permits. They don't want black people to be educated. That's why they banned universities' ability to use race in admissions decisions. Do you understand? Idiot. Really? He is an idiot. But I like the contempt he has for people who share his race. The open contempt he has. And it's funny, Nancy Mace, who is a Congress birthing person, was uh, questioning a Biden Marxist, another Obama retread, whose name is irrelevant, as all their names are irrelevant. Do you know uh, the percentage of Democrats that support voter ID? Would you repeat your question? Do you know the number or percentage of Democrats who support voter ID in this country? I do not, but I don't think it's a whole lot. 72%. Do you know the number? I don't, but I don't think it's a whole lot. Well, you're wrong, stupid. Let's see how much more wrong you can be. There are black and brown and African Americans in this country who support voter ID? No. 75%. Do you know the number of Hispanics that support voter ID in this country? No. 81%. Do you know where the state of Texas is ranked uh, with black voter turnout in this country? With black voters turnout? Mm-hmm. Do you know where, where Texas... By the way, if you ever ask somebody a question and they repeat it, it's because they're prepared to lie. They're buying time so that their little brain can figure out how to come up with an appropriate scam. This is ranked. Oh, 40, about uh, 44%. The latest numbers that I read this morning. Where'd you get 44? Hey, dumb, did you pull it out of your shoe? It was that Texas is ranked 10th. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bill in Hinsdale. 
Hey, Sean, how you doing, bud? Uh, first of all, Joe Biden never taught a second of college at University of Pennsylvania. Not one class. Not one thing. No. No, no but here's here's something. It's a little off. I have three three boys who play Division One football, and one daughter who wasn't big enough to play Division One football. And I spent <laughs> a lot of money on training and hotels and flights and everything yeah. goes into a, a, a full uh, athletic scholarship. I am not asking for any money back. I mean, you know, you just have to pick your poison. And I am so sick of these liberal scumbag Democrats thinking, let's just write another half trillion dollar check and really overdraw our checking account because that's all they're doing. Now, you know how much I love this call and I would I I would support you a thousand and ten percent. But do me one favor. These are not liberals. These are Marxists. These are Fourth Reich members. These are fascists. We are the liberals. And we've allowed them to implement and backdoor destroy our nation by pretending they're liberals. You hear them. They're government supremacists. They want the government to do everything. And by the way, Bill, they'll tell you when you made enough money. The ridiculousness of penalizing people who earn and rewarding people who don't because they support you in voting is a shame. It's a third yeah. world country, brother. Thanks right. for the call. Tell your kids I said hello. 312 642 5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Another decoy to turn your attention from the fact that we have a traitor in the White House. Traitors in the Senate. Traitors in Congress. Assets of the Chinese Communist Party and oligarchs in the most corrupt European country that is now the recipient of hundreds of billions of dollars. And all of this for 33.4% of Americans. And that's including the ones that do pay for their own college. That's the percentage of Americans with a college degree. 33.4%. But this isn't really about the kids with the college degrees. This is about the kids that bought the lie and went to the for-profit colleges that are, is owned by the fen- friends of Barack Obama and paid massive amounts of, well, they didn't pay, but borrowed massive amounts of money so that his friends could pretend that they had a college. This is very well documented. This has nothing to do with individuals, but neither does Marxism or collectivism of any kind. It's always about stripping away the individuality away from a society. That's why these idiots, these hustlers, pretend to represent black people. They can't stand the black people that view themselves as individuals. They need the collectivists so that they can sell this lie. But I remember a time when Thomas Sowell, whose birthday it is, happy birthday, Thomas Sowell, could speak reason to anybody of any race because he spoke of character. Some time ago, I I met with a uh, well-known TV uh, newsman, and I asked him, why is it? that when I look on television and I see what black spokesmen are saying, that I see them saying diametrically the opposite of what I hear in the black community, what I see in Gallup polls and other polls. For example, that blacks in this country uh, support voucher systems two to one. Uh, Blacks in this country um, prefer more strict enforcement of crime laws, are opposed to quota systems and employment or college admission, uh, and have never had a majority in favor of busing. 
And yet when I look at the TV news, an entirely different world is created before my eyes on that tube. And he said to me, well, we can, uh, we can put Ben Hooks or Jesse Jackson on TV, but we can't put the Gallup poll on TV. <laughs> That's how such race hustlers like Jesse Jackson, an old-time gangster, or that moron who was fat. I prefer fat Al Sharpton and now looks like a stick with an apple on top. The skinny Al Sharpton doesn't have to pay $3.5 million in debt caught on a tape in a cocaine drug deal with the FBI, but he was a friend of Barack Obama. Now he represents all of the people of character, regardless of their color, if they happen to be brown or black. These are uh, troubling times, but these aren't new. This is the same old retreaded argument over and over and over again. They are taking lavish trips with billionaires and taking gifts from billionaires and allowing billionaires to pay their tuition to their children's schools the supreme court is ill what's with the, why, why is he sound like a little girl at the top it girls. legitimate it is corrupt it needs reform expansion ethics reform term limits and we need complete democracy reform at every level of- you know what's sickening about this is that this moron jamal bauman from new york he's a representative in a republic he doesn't know the difference. You know what? I'll bet you he has a college degree. Bet you he didn't pay for it either. Of government, but none of this happens if we don't have 100% of the American people voting in every single election. Next. Well, your Democrat districts do, even if they don't live there any- anymore, even if they're dead, even if they just registered that day and can't verify, even if they're in a coma, they seem to vote. I mean, that's how you stole the election this time, isn't it? Jamal? We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Well, that explains Ta-da! why. Yeah, that explains why you're in the White House. This year, for president, for senate, for house, and all the local elections, we don't got time to complain and whine and stay home and say it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for you or us because we're all not exercising our power. This Supreme Court is an extremist right wing court. Donald Trump selected three Supreme Court justices. Voting matters. Mitch McConnell did not allow President Obama to appoint someone to the Supreme Court. Voting matters. Let's vote to secede. You can have all the blue states. Take them. We'll take all the red ones. You go your own way. We'll go ours. But you don't get our money. Hey, deadbeat, bust out. You don't get our money. Teresa, Brass Coast. Brass Coast, checking in, Sean, on a fantastic Friday. Um, As far as the tuition goes, the free tuition, you know, here's an idea. Uh, Grow up. Your childhood is over. Get a job, get two, get three. Pay your own way. The world owes you nothing. You know whose fault this is, right? You know whose fault this is? This is George W. Bush's fault. This is George W. Bush's fault. He did the same thing in the housing collapse. He did the exact same thing. So now this is run amok. This is how you know it's a duopoly of deception and corruption. Because nowhere on a promissory note does it say you only have to pay us back if if, if the asset goes up. Nowhere does it say that. That's right. why I'm dead serious. You bring back debtors' prison, and now we, we separate the country. Let the Marxists go one way, and then the people that want to go back to America the other way. And you could do everything electronically. People don't even have to move anymore. 
We all have our financial accounts. Everybody's got their thing, at the, your identity in the palm of your hand. You just delegate. Do you want to be part of the Marxist mafia? Check A. And then your tax dollars do not, if, if, they, if you are a Marxist, you go to the, the, the schemes. And if not, you don't go to the schemes. Let's separate. We'll de-dollarize right here in this country rather than wait for the rest of the world to figure out this is all a financial scheme. Because the Americans aren't catching on. Nobody's talking about the fact this has nothing to do with helping the kids. This is paying off the government that hasn't collected on its debt and cannot due to the economy it created. Debbie, Portage, Indiana. Yes. uh, In northwest Indiana, our college situation is a mess. Uh, We got the splitting of uh, two divisions of college, uh, Indiana University and Purdue. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have Ivy Tech conducting driving schools, $10,000 to get a CDL. And third, we have uh, Brown Mackey College, which in 15 states, uh, of course they closed. They yeah. were sued for $95.5 million of con- in consumer fraud. Now, <laughs> what's in their buildings? Uh, lavish fireworks. Nice, nice. Well, Debbie, it's a, it's a system that has been allowed to to really go with much with not much auditing. Our college system, the money, the colleges themselves, the endowments, the whole rest of it really doesn't have much attention. And in fact, it looks like they act as a liaison to corruption. I was teaching at the University of Pennsylvania, and I had a significant budget to hire a lot of people from the Biden Democracy Fund there from. Tony Blinken, others that came along. Well, who are the others? You had quite the... Bu- who else did you hire? You didn't hire anybody. Because Anthony Blinken has always been on your lap. That's how he's in the position he is. And he's a great asset for you to steer the American people to pay off not just George Soros, uh, but most of the Ukrainian oligarchs, including Ihor Kolomoisky. Oh, there's a name you don't find. Has anybody audited the Cyprus Bank? Anybody? I don't think so. Mitchell, displays. Yeah, Sean, so much for uh, being accountable for your actions and taking out loans and not repaying them. So when they decide not to uh, basically pay off their student loan, but they instead they pay for their cars or their rents or whatever, they make them completely irresponsible. Sloppy Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren knew from day one this was a sham. It was a ruse. They didn't have the vote. The Congress was never going to do it. And it was just a way to basically prop up uh, the centennials and make it look as if they're doing something for them. And it was all a giant lie. Do you hear what I'm saying here, Daddy-O? Mitchell, do you want to know what's an interesting statistic that you cannot find? I would like to know how many college-educated people are on welfare. I mean, aside from the welfare that they just got rejected. I'd like to know how many college-educated people are collecting some of the free money. I really would. I think it's interesting. Hey, guys. It's your girl, Shalane. I'm back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to discuss the free cash this week. And I'm talking about $3,000 in financial assistance for families. We have guaranteed income programs, $1,500 for grocery assistance. I have a- He doubled the welfare rolls doubled the amount of money in welfare. This is the party of the welfare. Corporate and individual. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. 
AM 560. The answer. What kind of people these uh, Democrat political whores are. There is a Rhode Island Democrat who's a state senator, which pretty much is just what it is in Illinois, just an asset of the mafia. His name is Joshua Miller, and he looks just like you'd think he would, like a little weasel. Joshua Miller. Target 12 investigators with the latest on a Rhode Island lawmaker who's in trouble with the law himself. State Senator Joshua Miller was caught on police body camera video denying, then admitting that he keyed a car displaying an anti-Biden bumper sticker when it was parked next to him at Garden City Center. The car had a bumper sticker. It was probably one of the most honest stickers you could have in America today. It said, Biden sucks. So this Democrat tool, this good-for-nothing, built-like-a-bowling-pin slob, decided to key a car. What he didn't know is that the guy was in the restaurant. Who called the police? Where You know, i got to tell you right now. You key my car, you call the police on me from inside my trunk. Now Miller is out on bail as he awaits arraignment on a vandalism charge. We're joined now live in studio by Target 12 investigator Ted Nisi. And Ted, you and Tim White have learned Miller could face more charges. Yeah, Kayla Kim, as you'd imagine, with a Democratic state senator keying the car of a conservative, this story has gotten national attention. But perhaps an even bigger problem for Miller is what he told Cranston police, a story that changed between the time they first questioned him at Garden City and when they went to his house to take him in into custody that night. Take a listen. He was blocking my way, saying I scratched his car. I didn't scratch his car. I'm a state senator. I think he recognized me. I think he's one of the gun nuts. You just got mad and keyed his car. Because he was already screaming at me. He recognized you. Why? Maybe he thought you were the turtle that beat Bugs Bunny, because that's what you look like, you little weasel. You keyed the car, you got caught, you lied to the cop. You know why? Because you're a Democrat. It's all you know how to do. Lie and cheat and steal and vandalize. Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, if uh, these kids want free college, let them join the military. That's what my son done. You want to eat? You uh, bring something to the table. Absolutely, but those days are gone. How else could you breed this acceptance of government supremacy? You have to implement that arrogance and ignorance with entitlement. You know, like all the Democrats. Like all the Democrats. That's yep. all they have. They don't want to talk about spending their money. They're always interested in spending someone else's money. Why don't they pull their money together and put your little schemes? You guys do your schemes. We'll do ours. It's the year 2023. Trillions and trillions of dollars are traded instantaneously. No one loses a dime. You mean to tell me we can't register on that phone? We can't separate? Yeah. Let's separate. Let's secede. You guys go your way. Because here's the other little thing, Don, they don't want to talk about. None of their policies work. None of them. They do not have one. Everything they have is just a money laundering scheme. And they're too stupid. Their, their supporters are too stupid to figure it out. Or, or it's even worse. And they know it's a scheme and they want in on it. Those are the guys right now eating cream puffs, waiting for their retirement to kick in. Thank you very much, Don and Bloomingdale. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. 
with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest is an expert in this arena. He is a professor of law at the University of Arkansas. He's also well-known, well-published in law reviews, legal periodicals. And he still writes an article uh, and fills in on a Salem-affiliated station, I believe, every Friday. He is Professor Robert Steinbuck. How are you, Robert? I'm doing great, Sean. Thank you for having me on your show. Well, I, I appreciate you making time. I want to give you the proper um, proper credits. You fill in every Friday on a radio station? No, I, um, I'm on the Dave Ellswick Show, which is a show here in Little Rock every Friday. And sometimes I fill in for Dave when he's away. But uh, I'm a regular guest on Fridays and an occasional fill-in for him. And now your celebrity has skyrocketed. I understand you were uh, mentioned by Clarence Thomas in this decision, striking down the idea that socialism is, is, is constitutional. That's exactly right. In fact, he cites to a paper that I co-authored uh, with a very fine professor out of UCLA, Rick Sander, and we wrote a paper uh, that really is common sense. Uh, I'm happy to take the credit for it, uh, but it's common sense. It says if you let students in uh, to school uh, that don't have the credentials of their colleagues uh, and you pretend that they do, because that's what affirmative action does, after all, right? It's yes, no longer yes. a thumb on the scale. It is a cinder block on the scale. Uh, so if you pretend that they have the credentials that they don't, well, guess what? Guess what? They're not going to perform well. And in a previous study that I did, uh, I showed over a five-year period at my school that the bar failure rate for African Americans was double that of whites. And it's got nothing to do with being black or white. It's because uh, the black students overwhelmingly, not entirely, but overwhelmingly benefited from affirmative action, meaning we let you in with scores that we generally wouldn't let other folks in with. Uh, and so, needless to say, the bar passage rate plummeted. And then in the paper that I wrote with Rick Sander, we built on that and we, we showed that one of the key factors is not only a bad score, but how does your score compare to your classmates? Because the teachers are teaching to the class. So the teachers at Harvard teach differently than even, I, I say, the teachers at my school. And you've got to fit in with the class to learn from the class. That was the key insight that we proved empirically in our paper. I have to tell you, I'm shocked that we even had to have this brought to the Supreme right. Court. I remember in the in the 70s watching Thomas Sowell predict all of what you just said because it was already getting started at that point. And the other thing is we've, we've been practicing this philosophy for, what, 60 years, 70 years? How, do you, yeah. how, how right. do you quantify the devastation it had and the trajectory of the nation it changed because of all of the other kids that were not allowed to go in due to the, the fact that they had to have affirmative action. So you may have had brilliant legal minds that became truck drivers or plumbers or whatever. And this is something that I, I, I feel is very mis or, or underrepresented in the argument. Yeah, well, part of the reason it is underrepresented, and you're absolutely right about that, is because early on the courts would say, well, if you're complaining that you didn't get in, you don't know that you would have been the person who would have gotten in, so keep your mouth shut. 
under this notion in the law called standing. Uh, you can't yeah. see it, but I'm making air quotes because yes. it's an absurd notion generally. Uh, well, I've got standing because I know that I would have gotten in uh, because I can read numbers. Um, so unfortunately, courts are the ones that generally minimized that consideration. But you're 100 percent right, Sean. It's a real consideration. You know, Professor, um, I have I have my I've, my own family. I've experienced this whole thing with college recently. Thankfully, I'm done with one and hopefully done with the other. But the reality is, this is a practice that isn't only about entrance exams or entrance qualifications or selective school. This is a practice that happens a lot with student loans, and it's ironic. Because uh, the second case is that the government can't pick and choose winners and losers, which is great, and I'm all for it. But this isn't just about entrance exams. This is also about how you lend money. Race is a qualification on lending money. Your parents' income is a qualification on lending money. And then there's always the diabolical underbelly of this. Very rich people who file the proper paperwork to disown their kid, and now the kid qualifies for loans. So why is it that we do not have a true fair system that never mentions race and only a name and, and, and judges the child on his performance, on his academic ability? Well, that's exactly the way it should be, indeed. And, and Roberts, unfortunately, in the in the uh, main opinion in this case, says, well, people still can discuss their individual circumstances. That's all true. That's all true. And if they were individually discriminated against and they overcame that, that might be relevant to an application. That's true, too. The difficulty and the caution that I express now regarding Roberts' opinion is, you know what's going to happen, Sean. That's going to be code. Right. Yes. All you have to do is write an essay. Yes. How you suffered some form of discrimination. Uh, and and mind you, I say that in a way to suggest that people who didn't suffer discrimination will say it in an essay so that they can signal their race rather than demonstrating real merit. We should be admitting only on merit. You know, Robert, what's really disgusting about society today is that immediately upon this verdict two things happen they they viciously attacked clarence thomas viciously but they've been doing this since joe biden was uh, uh on the on the uh committee for his appointment in the first place but that's right uh, it, it, what had happened then is they immediately circumvented and 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 came up with a new scam a new fraud the talk was we're going to pack the court now but in the meantime let's come up with a new way that i can circumvent these rules this is the problem is that we have no understanding of just and righteousness versus i can get it done even though our policies are corrupt and failed and and every time we lose we just crawl under or go over or go around it's the mind of a criminal that's exactly right. And think about this. Many conservatives opposed gay marriage on religious grounds. And when the Supreme Court said it's the law of the land, overwhelmingly, not entirely, mind you, but overwhelmingly, you know what conservatives said? All right. All right. And they moved on. But yeah. what, the, what does the left do? They say, oh, well, we're going to do away with SATs. Well, why would you do away with SATs? What does that have to do with this? Well, you see, Sean, if we have a score, 
then we have something objective to measure you on. If we do away with scores entirely, we say we have a, quote, holistic, end quote, admission process. What's it holistic on? You know, you lick your fingers, stick it in the air, and you see which way it's blowing. And all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to read your essay, and you've overcome some form of discrimination, says you, uh, and so now I know you're a minority, and all of a sudden we have exactly the same outcome in terms of distribution uh, of races like Harvard was doing. They were down to the number getting exactly their quotas right. But don't question them. It wasn't a quota. We didn't call it a quota. And that's what's happening next. How do we get around this opinion? Rather than saying, how do we obey the law? And do you know what I, how I view this time in American history? Is This is an indictment of the education, of the education system writ large. Because what you're really admitting is that these city schools, these urban inner city schools, are producing kids who are virtually illiterate. I'm from Chicago. This show is in Chicago. We have study after study that shows 5% of the children can read at grade level, less can do math in very specific areas around the city. I look at the teachers who go on strike. Aside from their repulsive physical appearance, they cannot speak themselves. But yet here they are. They have master's degrees. They have PhDs. I mean, you've just dumbed down everything the way it looks to me. When I was a kid, if somebody even got through a bachelor's, he was an intelligent guy who earned it. Now I don't feel that way anymore. Is it that the entire system has been corrupted? Somewhat. I wouldn't say entirely, but somewhat. Uh, Look at most schools. They're developing their diversity, uh, inclusion, and equity uh, programs. Notice I switched the letters so then I can use the acronym DIE, because that's what we're doing. We're dying under this system. Uh, And and these are just leftist cabals that, that are equivalent to when the Soviets put their political officers in every business, in every military unit, in every aspect of life. And we're putting our DIE officers in every aspect of higher education so that you're not allowed to think things. I've had many a conservative student say to me, well, professor, sometimes I'm hesitant to say something in class, after all, because I'm a conservative. And I encourage them as best as I can, but they're afraid of retribution because overwhelmingly higher education has become leftist. By the way, K through 12 as well, but I'm in higher ed, so I see it more. Yeah. No, I understand. But what's what's also very nauseating is that I was I was privileged enough to remember when there were individuals of color that spoke against collectivism. The trick of the collectivist is to take away the individuality of life and then make right. somebody feel as if they're being represented instead of being swindled. And that's the other aspect of this. As the as the as the judgment comes down, okay, you can't just give free tuition. The people are in my opinion are missing the money scheme in college. There is a tremendous amount of money that the government is owed because it backdoor nationalized student debt. So when they say they're giving money to students, those students are but pawns. They're really using a mathematical trick and paying themselves. They could care less about the kids. They don't give a rip about the individual kids. I wonder, is this being lost in the argument of altruism? Well, for sure it is. Think about why universities have, over many years, been so encouraging about increasing the ability of students to get financial aid. You might think, well, that's just good, right? They want people to be educated. And then look, it's directly related to the increase in tuition. 
So yes. they didn't hold tuition constant. They, they said, you have to allow students to take out more money. And the government said, oh, okay, you're the educators. We'll defer to you. You say we should double it from 10 grand to 20 grand to 40 grand. Okay, we'll do it. And guess what? Tuition goes up from 10 grand to 20 grand to 40 grand. So every penny that goes to increasing the amount of loan student, uh, students get goes into the pockets of the universities. One of the things I want to I want to ask you is the the reason I was so confident and um, proud of Americanism and America is because I believed that Marxism and collectivism and government supremacy was unconstitutional. I still believe that. I think these last few rulings prove that. But what I what I underestimated was the diabolical thought process of the Marxist mafia calling themselves Democrats. Do is it possible they could pack the court and put on more? judges that don't deserve to be there? Is it possible that that could happen? Look, I, I don't say that anything's impossible anymore. And it's certainly legal, meaning there is a procedure by which you can do it. The number of nine justices is not fixed in the Constitution. It's set by Congress. So Congress can change that number if they get enough votes and the president signs it. Right now in our Congress, with the number of Republicans we have, it can't Pass, but it is theoretically possible. My father lived in the Soviet Union during World War II. Born in Poland, was uh, lucky enough, I put in air quotes again, to make it over to the Soviet Union. Lucky compared to having lived in Poland, he would have certainly been murdered by the Nazis then. Um, and uh, he uh, is the one that made me a conservative. He yes. taught me about the devastating effects of communism. And you are entirely correct, Sean. This is communism. What the left is doing today is not the left when we no. were kids. This is communism. You know, Professor, I wonder how many people realize if you look at the Soviet Constitution, I think it was 1936, I could be off a year, and you listen to the Democrats today, all their platform is is the Constitution of the Soviet Union. And I'm hoping that there are enough professors in important positions such as yourself to save this country. And you also win another argument from me. I believe that the best Americans are direct descendants or the people themselves that's, that lived under the oppression of this utopian ideology swindle of Marxism or communism. You made me proud, and I want to tell you... I, I can't thank you enough for making time uh, to come on my show. You are Professor Robert Steinbuck. Thank you so much for everything. I look forward to talking to you again, because now that you're in the Rolodex, I'm coming to you for the next thing. Let's do it. God bless, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I'm waiting for the song. I love this song. I can remember putting the 10X in my hair with my Bono leather jacket going out to this song. Squirrel, that's how old I am. Bob in Buffalo Grove. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. This morning I wanted to weigh in on this topic, but I couldn't get through or talk to uh, Dan about the affirmative action. Well, write it in your uh, diary. Get to the point, Bob. Okay. Maybe this will force the issue of how bad the schools are, but also why are the Asians and the whites doing so well and the blacks not doing well? What's the issue? I think, I think you answered your first question with what, how you started. It's the inner city schools. It's pretending that these Marxist slobs are teachers. See, what you see on the news today, the mayhem, 
the nonsense, the carjacking. This is a product of their environment, of the teachers, of the schools, of it all. That's what. Could they, so instead of addressing it, it's far easier to lower the standards so that we can pretend everybody's entitled to something. That's the trick. That's the game. That's how you get people who hung around with a Klansman like Robert Byrd to somehow represent minorities. I believe the court's decision to strike down my student debt relief program was a mistake, was wrong. He hung around with a Klansman. He doesn't care about these people. He needs a math trick, a financial scheme to pay off the government who has extended loans to people who cannot pay them back in the tune of nearly $2 trillion. That's all this is. And his economy sucks. I was teaching at the University of Pennsylvania, and I had a significant budget to hire a lot of... You never taught the Chinese Communist Party wrote you millions and millions and millions in check. You used UPenn as a money launderer. You washed the money. It's a ruse. It's a fake. You're not a professor. You're a political whore. Uh, we are going to run this all the way to the ground. I'm going to tell you my belief. I'm speaking for myself. <clears throat> this is public corruption uh, with to a T. This is a pay-for-play pay for scandal to a T. And this is a cover-up now at the Department of Justice and I also believe at the White House. You mean to tell me there are investigations at the IRS and with the Department of Justice that are being tamped down by the political brass and the White House doesn't know, Joe Biden doesn't know, the White House counsel doesn't know, the chief of staff doesn't know? That is a lie. They all know. This is a You know who that is, Squirrel? That is my congressman that I voted for. His name is Byron Donalds, and I am a huge supporter, huge fan, and that guy should run for president. What do you think of that, Squirrel? Kim, Northwest Indiana. Hi. So I think I solved this whole um, free college or student loan payback stuff. Um, Don't universities usually have pretty hefty endowments? (laughs) Yeah, they're pretty much hedge funds that often have classes. Yes. Yeah. And and I mean, if they they they're teaching our children that socialism's great, then why don't they offer to pay back the student loans with their endowment or offer free tuition with their endowment? Oh, because they want socialism. They just don't want to pay for it. Well, right. Exactly. Because and here's the other thing, Kim. Do you know how many alum of colleges leave tremendous amounts of money upon their death to educate other kids and the school's put the money in the endowments and keep it and invest it. They don't use it for that. It has it has zero oversight. Zero. That's how these colleges, there are colleges with endowments of a billion dollars plus. That's outrageous. That's outrageous. So if, yeah, they could be offering free, free college. Please, Kim, if don't you? Really? Oh, you live in northwest really, Indiana. See, if you lived in Winnetka, yeah. you would know. That everything about Democrats are fake, not just the the bra size of their third oh. wives in Winnetka. Thank you, Kim. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, when we were... Uh, I was talking to Kim in Northwest Indiana. We were talking about endowments. And I remember reading a long time ago that Harvard's endowment was in the billions. Do you know how many billions, Squirrel? 50.9 billion 
dollars. That's their oh god. That's their slush fund. UPenn that acted as a money laundering scheme for the Biden crime family. Twenty point seven billion. So in these just these two, these two colleges, you have seventy one billion dollars. You could end homelessness among veterans. I remember from talking to Tunnel to Towers, Frank and Tom, for four billion dollars. All of it. You could end homelessness in this entire country for less than fifteen billion. And yet these two pseudo intellectual Ponzi schemes, money laundering schemes, hedge funds, frauds. Just these two. You have seventy one billion dollars in. And you want the people of this country to pay twenty thousand dollars so these kids can go to school? Somebody better start doing some math. Somebody better start investigating. What do they do they pay taxes on the money and the profits and the unrealized gains? You know, because right now in the Supreme Court, there's a case where they want to charge two, a husband and wife, tax on an investment they still own on an unrealized gain. Do they tax these so-called higher learning institutions on the hundreds of billions of dollars that is held across the nation? Do they tax them? I don't think they do. But they tax you if you earn money. Boy, that's, that's not very socialist. That's not very... Because they're in the mafia. They're the oligarchs in the mafia. The same oligarchs Jamal Bauman, the moron from New York, said. I wonder if the moron from New York knows that Harvard has nearly $51 billion in a slush fund. We do not have George Floyd justice in policing. We cannot codify Roe v. Wade. We can't do anything on gun reform because we do not have the right people in office. There are 33 Senate seats. Boy, I, I agree with you there, stupid. We do not have the right people in office. How you even were able to run, you moron, in a, in a representative republic as you spew communism, socialism, government supremacy. That's the real sin. That's the real problem. John Garfield Ridge. Hey, Sean. Happy Friday. Appreciate you taking my call. Appreciate you making it. Yeah, you know what? I tell you what. These uh, last few days with these Supreme Court rulings, uh, you know, the reactions from the left, I mean, it really gives you a good insight into the mindset of the Democrat sloth. You know, these people are so lazy in every facet of life now. You know, not just physically, uh, but financially, you know, pay my bills, take care of my loans, feed me. They're uh, corrupt of character, John. Emotionally, Sean, they want to be told what to think, what to do, yeah. you know, who to be angry at, uh, who do I cheer for today, what flag do I fly? You know, they, they don't have the, the, the mental, intellectual horsepower to, to ever be a free, independent thinker. Or, you know, even worse, they don't even have the desire to be. They, they don't want to be self-sufficient now. In any facet of life. Every loser wants to be told he's a victim. Every loser wants to be told he's entitled. Every loser wants something for nothing. That's the problem here. But it's, 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 it's what's, 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 what's the sun, what's the silver lining is, is that the Supreme Court struck down two very, very totalitarian examples of the Democrat mafia. This is what's, what's exciting. And now somebody in Illinois, you should really bring a case. See, I'm not a citizen of Illinois. But if I was, this would be something I'd be interested in suing over. A new Illinois bill is looking to change the way that some driver's license look and add some protections along the way. News 8's Charles Hart is joining us live in studio this morning. And Charles, who does this impact in the state of Illinois? 
David, if House Bill 3882 becomes law, it would allow for immigrant driver's licenses to be used for more than driving, but also be able to use these licenses as a valid form of identification. Right now, they can on the current driver's licenses called temporary visitor driver's license. It re- well, that slob of a human being, the guy who mathematically cannot wash his crevasses, some call governor, I just call him Porky. Pritzker, just signed that into law. So right now, illegal aliens have driver's licenses. What are the benefits that the illegal aliens take from the citizens? It's interesting to see the difference in how states are run. I think it's, it's fascinating. This immigration law in the country, Florida's new law goes into effect Saturday, but it's already having an impact on the service industry. Wink News reporter Roderis Richardson is here now. And Roderis, the law has some wor- worried that undocumented workers may not stick around. That's right, Lois, and people all over southwest Florida have been hearing about Senate Bill 1718 for months now, and the fear and uncertainty on how to move a business forward in the service industry. I like how this is reported. The illegal aliens are no longer welcome here. They will not be treated as citizens, and if you hire them, you've got a problem on your hands. The good news is this opens up a tremendous amount of jobs for citizens. You know, the way Bill Clinton thought? All Americans... Not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. You're right. You're right, Bill. We'll get to you. But the the, the Democrats in Illinois, they don't mind any of this, not to mention the chaos and the expense of it all. Uh, But. Here in Florida, we do. Has only grown now that we are days away from it taking effect because a lot of these workers are undocumented and a lot of business owners are seeing fewer clients. Along Palm Beach Boulevard in Fort Myers, there are many Latino businesses, stores. By the way, you'll have to forgive this way the way it's reported. It's reported by a news outlet and they are propagandists for the destruction of America. Restaurants, supermarkets, food trucks, you name it. And within some of those businesses, there are undocumented immigrants. Rosaria Sarat Hernandez told me even though Florida's new immigration law is not in effect, she already sees less people. Things are not. You know what that's called, Squirrel? It's working. But in Illinois, it's going to work in an entirely different system. The way Bill Clinton warned us about the public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. He sounds like a Florida Republican. Can you believe it? Al Milwaukee. Yeah, Sean, I wanted to comment on the uh, college industrial complex. I think they deserve a giant class action lawsuit for consumer fraud. I have several grounds for that. I love this, number by the one, way. I love it. Number one, they're totally self-serving. An 18-year-old sits down at the, quote, admissions office, faces the college pimp, I mean the loan officer, and the kid says, well, yeah, I'd like to go to school, but I can't afford it. You guys are kind of expensive. Oh, hey, no problem here. Just sign here, borrow all the money you want, forty to 100000 over four years. What do you say? Okay, kid doesn't know any better. And he says, hey, thanks, guys. Let's celebrate. Let's have a beer. Oh, you're not mature enough to drink beer, but uh, you're mature enough to <laughs> borrow your life away. It's the but same reason I fight the 18-year-olds shouldn't go in the Army. You're right. Yeah. Secondly... 
most of the people who teach the so-called career classes have no real-world experience. That is pure consumer fraud, being taught by a so-called expert who knows nothing. Where is the and Consumer Financial Protection Bureau? Go ahead, give me number three. Three questions. Okay, number three. They don't tell you this, but your degree is perishable as a bushel of apples. So let's say you graduate this year, maybe take care of your sick grandmother, something comes up, you just can't get the job market right away. Well, a year later, there's a whole new crop of graduates, and when you go to get a job, they say, what's your problem? Why didn't you get hired a while ago? Why should we hire you? We have all these new graduates we can hire. Al, I love it. The college industrial complex... We're, we, I don't know if you copyrighted it, but by the end of the show, I will. I love it, and I want to help you with your suit. Thank you so much for that, and thank you so much for the call and listening. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Princeton University, $35.8 billion in their endowment. University of Illinois, $3.82 billion. Oh, look at you. Not nearly as possible as the other, I mean, as popular as the other swindlers. Lee Hammond, Indiana. Hey, Sean. Yeah, you, you know, these factoids you've just been giving out on the money these colleges are sitting on. If you compiled a book... With this kind of factoid and a lot of other factoids, I think not only would you have a number one bestseller on your hands, but you could probably spark a revolution. I'm going to tell you what. Realize the scam that's going on out there. You know, they, maybe they'd wake up. A money laundering scheme is what we're victims of. And you know, Lee, it's funny. I have a friend of mine who's been a guest on my show. Who's I'm texting right now. He wants me to do the same thing. You never know, Lee. Anything is possible. Yeah. After all, I have to make my money. The government keeps taking 50%. Thank you, Lee, for the call. I appreciate it. Christine Rogers Park. Hi, Sean. Um, we just got a new kid, and he's eight weeks old. We're looking for, uh, it's fun Friday, name oh. suggestions. Maximus. Maximus? Maximus, the feared. Yeah, give him a good name. You want him to be tough. He's in Chicago, right? You're in Rogers Park. You better give that cat okay. a name that scares the other cats. Oh, Maximus. Yeah, Maximus. I was thinking of integrity, but that'll work. Okay. Yeah, Maximus or something with the Vikings, but don't you take my Ragnar. That's the name of my dog. Thank you very much. I don't have him yet, but I'm going to get one of those cane corsos. Name him Ragnar. Scared the hell out of the Democrats. Get him, Ragnar. Can't wait. Dave Libertyville. Hey. You know, how long have they been talking about building this wall, you know, at the southern border? And Clinton was talking about it, and it it seems to be piecemeal. Trump's the only one that actually got anything accomplished. What's going on with that? Well, I I mean, you know, when you say he got things accomplished, don't you think he could have got a little bit more? Well, finish the project. When I go to work, I finish the project. Yeah, but Dave, the last year, he fumbled like that guy for New Orleans or uh, for the Houston Oilers the last time I watched football. Remember when he fumbled on the goal line? Fumbled that last year. Yeah. He's on the goal line. You're on the goal line. Go in the goal. (laughs) What are you, nuts? It was ridiculous, but don't worry. Frank Lutz with, here's the problem I have, Squirrel. I have a hard time taking advice from fat, ugly people. I do. I, I, call me what I am. I, I can't help it. But when they have plastic hair, 
I really don't take their advice. Frank Lutz has a toupee that should stand up and bark at you. It's, it looks like he has a Yorkie on his head, the fat slob that he is. He's a real weirdo. His name is Frank Lutz. I call him the putz. How, how, do, how does one make his numbers go down? If you were to advise, let's say, other GOP candidates who've been remarkably reluctant to use you know, all of these uh, cases against him, what would you say is likely to be effective given both the, the victimization that he is using and the way that his base is responding to these various um, incidents? Well, I can summarize it in a single word. Results. The things that Donald Trump wanted to achieve are still popular among Republicans, if not more popular than they've ever been. But you never. You know, Frank Lutz. I can't remember if he uh, uh, shared one of his rooms in his 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 condo, which is worth millions of dollars in Washington D.C., with Paul Ryan or Kevin McCarthy. But one of the upper echelon of the establishment was his roommate. That's a little weird. And in one of the rooms in his condo is a million-dollar replica of the Oval Office. That's weird. But what do you expect from a guy with a dog on his head who wants you to believe it's hair? You putz. are able to get it done. And it's getting it done is the process. Results is the impact. Yeah. And so the other candidate. I don't take advice from a guy who can't do a sit-up or a push-up. And where's plastic hair? I don't take advice from you, fatso. Need to say, look, I support what he supports, but I can make it happen. I can deliver it. I know how to do it. I've done it in my state, my constituents. You can't tie your shoes without the assistance of a Republican who lives with you. Weird. Matt, Southside. Hey, Sean, uh, real quick. I was watching today something about a guy who was complaining that he bought a house. Yeah. And now that the uh, student loan uh, wasn't forgiven, he's in trouble. And I thought, here we go. I mean, how irresponsible. You're in trouble. You owe money. And now you do something else with a false promise, you know, anticipating something that didn't come. And now it's going to cost us again because he made another bad decision. It's going to cost you on both fronts. You're right, man. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... Only people who are born with the convenience and luxury of liberty and freedom are willing to give it away. People who are born under oppression, government supremacy, communism, Marxism, and socialism, they'll die for liberty. They'll fight to protect it. That is my next guest. He is Drago Jirian. His new book, The Pledge to America, One Man's Journey from political prisoner to U.S. Navy SEAL. If I butchered your name, Drago, sorry. It's what I do. How are you? No, you didn't. You did great. <laughs> Thank you. You know, it's fascinating to me. I was lucky enough to be born in a very unique neighborhood that was made up of immigrants primarily. And it was through their appreciation and love of freedom that I developed my respect for it. 
Is that the only explanation for so many people who are born with the luxury of liberty and are willing to give it away? Is that the only explanation for what we're seeing here in this country? You know, I think uh, people just do not realize the danger of socialist, Marxist, and communist ideology. And the techniques that is being applied right now is called desensitization. And people here, not many people understand it well. And this is why it seems the communists making such a ingress, such a progress uh, into our lives, into our country. Uh, but as, again, this is because people never hear, never experience, thanks God, I hope never will, the real socialist ideology and, commun and communism like immigrants from this country, you know, and they, including myself. I escaped the communist country, socialist country, actually. You know, let me make a, a point, one point here. People say, and, and I always hear the communist countries behind Iron Curtain, East European communist countries. Well, communism is such an extreme that it was Im even impossible to implement there. None of these countries behind Iron Curtain, none of these oppressive totalitarian countries were ever communists, including Soviet Union. They were all socialist state, totalitarian socialist state very dangerous and i hope we in america we are not there yet i just hope we never uh, uh, get there drago i was lucky enough to uh, understand the difference and the nuances all stemming from the acorn or the the tree of communism the ideology of a utopia delivered by government supremacy it never comes it's always a utopian dream and the reality of trying to live under that is terrible it's horrible but i couldn't help but notice some of the similarities during the american reaction to covid the censorship of information the absence of property rights the government in very democrat heavy states shutting down businesses controlling movement this is something that i never thought would happen in this country i'm still disgusted and aggravated it did i'm wondering did it remind you of what you understood in poland and uh, not only remind me, this is almost some of these democratic, uh, democrat-run states. They, they, they look like deja vu from the communist, socialist, uh, uh, totalitarian Poland I escaped from. And this is very worrisome. We need to be very vigilant and do not allow. Well, we need to be vigilant and we need to vote. We need to vote and not just for somebody who is who looks nice and speaks nice. We need to look in the background of these people. If they lie once, most likely they will lie to everybody. And we do have politicians claiming to be veterans, claiming to be this and that, which, of course, turn out to be not true. And these people are getting elected. How? Well, I can explain how, because I kind of know it from behind Iron Curtain. My yes. father was communist in socialist state. Yeah. I mean, we have the illusion of elections. You know, Drago, I don't believe for one second Joe Biden got 81 million votes, but I'm from Chicago. And Chicago is the center of American communism, American Marxism, American corruption. And this is something that has now spread nationwide. And the lack of the people in order to audit the results and audit the government and the fact that we have to believe our abuser, it does remind me in a softer version of European socialism. I don't see much of a difference right now, except for our ability to fight it back, sometimes through the court, 
but more importantly through reason. Do you think Americans are aware of where we are and how close we are to government supremacy? I don't think they are. Uh, at least um, many of them are not. And again, this is because they never experienced socialism. They never experienced communist uh, uh, regime. Uh, so this is why uh, very often I see people here are oblivious to what is going on and the changes that are taking places. Please remember that the United States cannot be conquered by a bunch of Chinese people landing on our beaches or parachuting no. on our land. They, the, the America can be only destroyed from within. Yeah. From within. Like Chicago, like New York, like New Jersey, like California, Drago, you know that. I'm more interested in what you experienced when you were in Poland before you came to America. You were an activist against the government. How did that work out for you? Uh, there was not so much against uh, government. There was against government, but they mostly it was for freedom. Freedom of speech, freedom from censorship. So we printed uh, our own bulletin flyers with information that was not uh, controlled by government, was not controlled by the fake news media in Poland, in socialist Poland at the time. So that was enough to sentence me to three years of prison and uh, possible uh, repercussions and uh, persecution later. And it actually happened even after I left the prison, uh, before I came to uh, escape to America, uh, that I was persecuted and my life was in danger. But this is what you can expect from totalitarian government. First symptoms you you will see in going that direction will be censorship, will be divisions created among citizenry, among citizens. Yeah. It is going to be, besides the censorship, will also will be weaponizing the state entities against inconvenient citizens. Those are the first signs of a totalitarian socialist government. And yeah. I don't believe that socialism is a goal in the United States, but socialism, according to my father, who was a high-ranking officer in the Polish government and communist, so uh, we, the, the socialism is a great tool to control society. And uh, it, it allows the government actually to slave people and uh, do basically whatever they want to do. How old were you when you were put in prison? I was 21. You were 21. You did three years. You're 24 when you get out. How long from the time you got out till you made it to America? What was that like? How did you get here? So uh, what happened? I had a three-year prison sentence, but uh, John Paul II, the Pope, was coming to Poland at the time uh, with second visit, and he demanded that all political prisoners in socialist state, socialist Poland, will be released. And uh, this is how I, uh, me and many other, and, uh, and I think most of other political prisoners were released at the time. But then the, the persecution and uh, started, and this is where I really started fearing for my life, because the, the socialist government is known not only for the political prisoners, but also for political murders and assassinations and uh, so I didn't want to be suicided uh, or the falling of the st of the uh, stairs you know so I, I went to US embassy and I asked for help 
It's called uh, it's called well, Epstein. Like within... Yeah, now we call it Epstein instead of suicided, but I like yeah, it. Yeah, Epstein didn't kill himself, right? <laughs> <You're> <laughs> That's kidding. right, yeah. So, Drago, we all know you, it. We all know it. You come here at the best time, all right? So when you come here in 1984, I'm 16, you're slightly older than me. But that's when America was truly united under the principles of Americanism. Ronald Reagan is president, the economy comes out of a recession, the boom happens. And what's it like for you, coming from a socialist prison, to here? What is it like? What is your first, where do you land? Do you, is it New York? Where did you, where did you come first? And as I describe in my book, I did land in New York. There were already American people waiting for me. They, I was then flown to Memphis, Tennessee, when I started my American dream. And uh, again, it would not be possible if not American people, if not America. I, everything that I have, everything that I own, I own to America and American people. So this is why when the first Persian War broke out, I, I was already a U.S. citizen at the time. I believe that it was my moral obligation to support my country in the wars, especially in the war. And I volunteered to, uh, and I joined U.S. Navy at the time, then became Navy SEAL. And uh, I never intended to spend 20 years. I just wanted to go support my country that gave me so much, that gave me freedom for the time of war. I just never, never left in the Navy until I retired. Now, Drago, I have to tell you, I don't know your politics, but I'm going to tell you mine, and then you decide. I like history, so I paid attention during the Cold War. I was very aware of the Soviet Union. What I liked about the American approach was not just the fact that it was peace through strength, of which it was. It was also, also through peace through diplomacy and peace through explanation and communication. And the beauty of Ronald Reagan is that he was able to communicate to the Soviet people, we don't hate you, we hate your form of government. It's you we're trying to help. And it seemed like there was a worldwide movement to tear down these totalitarian governments and to give freedom and liberty to the people. And it was a, a, a time of optimism there. But there was always lurking behind the old oligarch system. I don't think Americans are aware of the Soviet oligarch system. And I think they're too willing to pretend to be the good guy, the policeman. And I think oftentimes they are strengthening the most diabolical people in the world. I feel that's exactly what's happening, not going on right now. And I'm curious to know, do Americans understand who Stefan Bandera was? Do they understand the atrocities of the oligarchs? Do they, are they aware of how money is being stolen right now? I don't think so. Again, uh, like I said earlier, people are not aware of these things because they were like, never exposed to this type of evil, this type of perversion and depravity. So for them, basically, this is something that they are learning right now. No, that, I don't think many knows who was Stefan uh, Bandera the, the, from the Ukrainian side. And... Uh, but, you know, how would they know? I don't, now, since the uh, Ukrainian are in the war, for the, they are fighting for their existence against Russia. People are learning, and I hope they learn who Stepan Bandera was. But, again, the, 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 what is happening, I would like to step a little bit aside to Ukraine. What is happening in Ukraine they, they are, again, they are fighting for their life, but they do not have that support that 
somebody would expect them to get. They are basically left on their own. We have a president who claims to impose the sanction, but, you know, stealing few boats and fleecing wealthy Russians, few wealthy Russians are not the sanctions. And, and But what would you expect from president who, uh, how would you expect the president to impose meaningful sanction on people who are feeding him and his family? Yeah. Well, that's I mean, the, whole the money thing. That, that he's that, getting from Russians and from from uh, from Ukraine. Yeah, and that's the the culture of corruption that I think the American people are are numb to. But the reality is, there isn't that 1980s era call for diplomacy, call for the lack of war. It's the immediate push into war, and then there's something I haven't seen, and I'm curious. You were in the the Gulf War. You were active in in a lot of military actions. I've never been involved yes. as a citizen in America where there were no war correspondents. There are no war correspondents. We're just being told what information is. And I think the government has lied to us every time it opens its mouth. Should we be suspicious of what we're being told? You know, I think that we should be suspicious of anything that government is saying, no matter what government it is, but not in the wrong way. Basically, we need to verify the uh, facts very often on our own, but it is impossible when this is being censored. The censorship today that I experience in America is not different than the one in communist countries behind the Iron Curtain. It's even more pervasive because it's more effective than yes. they could do. Because at least I could listen to Radio Free Europe, I could listen to <laughs> BBC and Voice of America. There is no such thing here. Though. So people really don't know. And they are being, they, some people don't even know how heavily they are being censored. Well, Drago, I think you're on Radio Free America now. That's what I was thinking about calling my show. But you did something else that's impressive. Aside from all of your accomplishments, you are a software engineer, and you founded a group for the Navy SEALs called NavySealFund.org. Tell us a little bit about that. So NavySealsFund.org is 501c3 charity. It is run by Navy SEALs. It was founded by Navy SEALs, by us, Navy SEALs. And but it's very special charity because we have we don't have paid position. There is no salaries in this charity, so hundred percent donations goes to the mission. We support not only uh, uh, Navy, Navy SEALs, but we support their families, their siblings, and the difference, the big difference between other from other organizations is that for for we will support anybody who was a Navy SEAL, even if he separated from Navy SEALs before his retirement or uh, due to some problems. But we support every Navy SEAL and anybody who ever earned the Trident, whether also, officer or enlisted man. You also started something for Gold Star families, and that is called uh, CollectZing.com. Tell me about that. Well, the, the, so what I, this is kind of like a follow-up on the Navy SEALs fund is to support Navy SEAL community. And again, there is no salaries, there is no paid position. We are very effective. We can provide help within an hour even of the call, receiving the call. But connecting, I create because I was censored on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, 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 other social media platforms. I got sick and tired of it. I create my own. 
So here we have, there is no censorship. You can come and speak, and this is open for everybody. I don't censor uh, people with uh, left leanings and with the right leanings. This is for every American, because it is important that we exchange information, that we talk, and also can't unite if, I being, if we are being censored or said one group against another group. Drago, it's been a pleasure. I hope that I meet you face-to-face one day. What I, what I, what I want to do is introduce you to something that uh, some people in, in this company are doing called Freedom Square, and I think together you can align. I think it would be a great uh, a friendship because the reality is you're 100% right, and we have to push back against censorship. We have to push back against government supremacy. You lived your life doing it, and I want to thank you for doing it. Um, Drago... It has been truly a pleasure, and the new book is called The Pledge to America, One Man's Journey from Political Prisoner to U.S. Navy SEAL. It's out now. Is it on Amazon? Where else can we get it? Uh, Barnes and Nobles and Books a Million and uh, other uh, uh, retailers and our other outlets. It is there. <laughs> Drago, Jerian, thank you so much for making time for me. I appreciate it. Thank you. It was an honor to be on your show. I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. A lot of scandalous news is hiding under the Supreme Court decisions. Let's go to just a little bit of the scandals that should be in the front. Top advisor to Dr. Anthony Fauci at the National Institutes of Health reportedly admitted that he used a personal email account, quote, in an apparent effort to evade the structures of the Freedom of Information Act, according to The Intercept. Now, this is also according to records obtained by congressional investigators investigating COVID-19's origins. The senior scientific advisor to Fauci, David M. Morins, wrote in a September 2021 email that was sent to scientists involved in the COVID origins discussion, quote, as you know, I try to always communicate on Gmail because my NIH email is foiled constantly. Democrat, you're easy to spot. Like the uh, moron that hung up who wants to tell me what I should think. If I call myself, what was the, what did he say? If I call myself conservative, I can't question the election. First of all, Democrat scum from Chicago. You don't give advice. You sit in a corner and you wait for a check, moron. You don't tell other people how to think. You're a failure. You destroyed a once great city, now a ghetto, sewer of, of, of corruption that you tolerate. So you sit there, you wallow there. In the meantime, I'm the liberal. I'm not a conservative. I don't want to force anybody to do anything. You exist on force, on extortion. See, you are a Marxist, a mafia member, hiding under the word liberal. That's why I want to take it back. You're not, a, you're not liberal by any means. Every plan you have, every policy is steeped in force and control. You probably wanted to force that vaccine. Not in my gorgeous body. Not on your life, scumbag. Because I knew this was always a scam. This was always a plandemic. And I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Stuff sent to my Gmail gets to my phone, but not my NIH computer. Just send to any of my addresses, and I will delete anything I don't want to see in the New York Times. In an email from July. Because they created it. For years and years and years. And Pfizer opened up a research and development lab in Wuhan 
2009. But you just sit there in your Democrat hellhole sewer and shut your mouth. You don't give advice. You wait for welfare. You shut up. All right? And he didn't win the election. He stole it with the help of other scourge and scum. Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. Over the period of time from 2010 to 2016, 27,000 royalty payments were paid to 1,800 NIH employees. We know that not because you told us, but because we forced you to tell us through the Freedom of Information Act. Over a hundred. That's what they try to avoid because they were working on the pandemic, the greatest bioweapon ever released in mankind. And it was made by the Chinese Communist Party in conjunction with their cooperation. Who else was in on that scam? Now the Fox Business exclusive. Hunter Biden and a former Biden aide invested in two Chinese companies with ties to the top levels of the Chinese Communist Party. And in- But you're going to vote Democrat. So sit in these sewers and wallow in it. Don't tell anybody advice. Just walk with your head down and your mask on. Probably have a hairpiece, too, you nimp. Cream Puff Jim, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. These are your friends. <laughs> These are your friends. <laughs> Happy Fourth of July. Yeah. But I was going to say that uh, I envision where you're going to have a blue passport and a red passport. You, you know, I used to I was a Civil War buff for years. I like that. Now I think I'm going to your passport to get to these red states. I mean, that's, that's we don't want information. To, we, we, are you planning on leaving a blue state? Would you leave? No, no, no! Don't have to drag the don't have to drag the carcass of the crematorium from my apartment. Oh, please! But, I uh, can't wait. To, it's going to take three jars of Vaseline to get you through the door. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, I can say that information has become it's either blue or red. I mean, it's really yeah. So know, where's this going to end? Where's this going to end? Tomorrow's the first. Do you get the direct deposit, or do they they curry it over to your ass? Why do they do yeah, it? I just got a statement. I just got a statement. I'm in the black for about. They usually last about fifteen days. Then I go into a panic. This know. is good news for Luke's beef. <laughs> good news. Finally, going to get paid. I love it when they get paid. Uh, John, East Chicago, Illinois, uh, Indiana. Excuse me. Hi, Sean. How you doing today? Splendid. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I wanted to make a comment about an hour ago. Some guy called up and he said, uh, "Why do you think the whites and uh, Asians excel where they where they have to be penalized? Why are they excelling?" And I had something on my mind that I wanted to say, but I wasn't on the radio then. Uh, a boss of mine, former boss of mine, his daughter went to the University of Chicago, mm-hmm. and he noticed at her graduation that there were a lot of Asians graduating, and he started a conversation with the guy next to him who worked for the university. And he said to the guy, I see a lot of Asians graduating, and this is a pretty pristine school. He says, and uh, the percentage of Asians is certainly out above what their percentage is within the population. And the guy that worked for the university said, let me tell you something. He says, when uh, refugees from Vietnam, from the Vietnam War, came to the United States, he says, almost immediately, we had those refugees in large percentage numbers attending and graduating the university. And he said, they came to the United States with only the shirt on their backs. 
Yes. And these leftist Democrats are saying, these leftist Democrats are saying it's a matter of how much you have that determines on how you score on tests and how you're doing your grades. John, so did you ever... How about the here. Cambodians? How about the Cambodians in California? Same thing. No welfare. Nothing. Yep. And you know, yep. you know, I'm lucky enough. I had a cousin years ago in Melrose Park. He was in the martial arts, and he would drag me, and I got into it a little bit. And did you ever meet people who happen to be Asian? Did you ever talk to them? They demand excellence. They demand yep. hard work and performance. And their kids, forget about it. They are relentless in demanding performance. That's the difference. Uh, it used to be referred to, John, in this country as character. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. That's the difference in people of all races. Character. Of all genders. Character. The problem is now the American Democrats don't have any. But they got a lot of advice. And they cannot but notice they give it from sewers. Corrupt ghettos that are bankrupt. Sit there and shut up. Don't tell people how to run successful areas. You sweeping changes to the state's immigration policies are set to take effect this weekend. Uh, the controversial bill targets undocumented migrants and immigrants, but critics say that the impact will be far larger. And Local 10's Cody Weddle, live in North Miami, to explain for us tonight. Cody. So, Calvin and Nicole, we're only a few days away until these new laws take effect and people who think they may be affected by these new immigration laws now desperately trying to figure out what will change. I know what will change. They'll get out. They are getting out. Traffic's lighter. And in Chicago, they get driver's license and welfare checks and health care and school vouchers. And they get it all because it's socialist. It's corrupt. All they got to do is vote Democrat. I know they're not supposed to vote, but they don't really care about the voting rules or regulations. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. It's called the Democrat Party. It's called the Democrat Party. I remember when they were different. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. Man, oh man, what a Democrat. But I still never understood the whole thing with his wife. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. She was the only one. You banged everybody else, and everybody understood why. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. What do you think, Ehor Kolomoisky and Zelensky are going to do tonight? Big steak dinner? They got money to splash around. In the meantime, Green Puff Jim and Democrats do come to Florida. They all go to very specific counties. You see, that's the thing in Florida. More than towns, it's counties. And Broward County is full of New York Democrats. True. New York, New Jersey, a lot of Democrats in Broward County. And you could always tell. The not guilty verdict brought a release of emotion. The defendant is not guilty. Both from Scott Peterson, the school resource officer at the Parkland, Florida High School. Wasn't Scott Peterson a guy who killed his wife, too, or a kid or something, right? Remember? Yeah. 
It's a bad name. Who has been criticized for failing to enter the school and confront the shooter in 2018 when 17 people were killed. Got my life back. And from You got your life back, you coward. Sadly, we don't understand what you need to see to find people guilty in Broward County. There's video of former Deputy Peterson hearing the shots, running and hiding, taking up a position for 48 minutes, standing still while other officers rushed in, standing still while victims were brought out, standing still after retreating from the 1200 building where he was dropped off at. Well, that guy's aggravation is justified. See, his 17-year-old daughter was shot while the coward waited for his pension. Uh, Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how you doing today? Splendid. Yeah, listen, I'm very proud of our U.S. Supreme Court. The Congress should take take some notes. They're finally getting some stuff done that I want done yeah. to overturn these radical leftist agenda. What do you think? I think uh, I agree uh, a lot. I feel sorry, though, for those guys who work the cafeteria at the Supreme Court. Have you seen the size of Sotomayor or Elena Kagan? Whew! They must have free buffets. Greg, Lake Geneva. Hey, Sean, how you doing, bud? Uh, you know, I, all, all kinds of things in my mind, but there's one thing i got to tell you on a Friday... I really love you, man. I really do. <laughs> I love you right back. That made my day. Thank you, brother. I love you, too. Rob, Ukraine Village. Hey, wanted to say thank you for the interview with Drago. It was awesome, as all of your interviews are. Uh, oh. I heard another interview with him recently where he mentioned uh, living in Poland and how one of the biggest weapons Stalin had when trying to implement the socialism and taking over countries was to open the borders because the immigrants would come in, they'd rush in, they'd use the economic resources, all of the resources of the, the country they were you know, invading, and uh, they had no respect or uh, care for past traditions and the way that these countries run, and it made it easier for him to implement what he wanted to do. So, you know, He is a fascinating guy. And and I don't, see it. He's a fascinating guy. He is Captain America, man. Do you see the, the size of this guy, the, what he did with his life, and the understanding? And you know what I liked about it, too, Rob? He didn't shy away from Stefan Bandera. More Americans have to understand the atrocities that were committed by that scallywag scoundrel. And that country, the government, still celebrates him as if he was the patriarch. It is, it is a tragedy what the history of that country, the history of the Soviet Union. How many Americans are too stupid to understand it. Thank you, Rob, in the Ukraine village. Nothing to do with the Stefan Bandera Nazis. Robert Oak Park. Yes. Interesting story, CTS. Chicago Public Schools were getting NASCAR tickets to our CPS students. How about math books for the five percenters? Question yep. number two. Are they going to dance uh, on the hoods of the car in the win- winner's circle? I well, bet. I think we should bring a little twerking to NASCAR. I like that. But th- those tickets, don't be too uh, uh, optimistic. They may be just like one of those FBI stings, hoping that they bring some of the parts back because they uh, seem to have gotten robbed. How much time do I got, Squirrely? 30 seconds. You got 20 seconds, Rich? Hey, Sean. How you doing tonight? Good. How are you? Listen, what I wanted to say is uh, this, uh, the, the big guy was talking today and uh, – he was uh, crying that he was disappointed in the uh, in yeah. the uh, in the uh, Supreme Court uh, 
Yeah, I think he was disappointed, Rich. I think he was disappointed in the uh, the way in which the Depends diaper absorbs the uh, waste. I think that's what his real problem is. After all, we're dealing with the dimwit and diapers. Uh, everybody have a good weekend. But remember, we had big victories, but we still have a lot to do. We will win in the end because socialism, Marxism, and government supremacy is still illegal in this country. So let's celebrate the good wins. And in the meantime, let's celebrate America. Cue it, squirrel. Monday. If you're in the city of Chicago, keep your head on a swivel. Be safe and have a good weekend. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.